G'day team. It's great to be back again. To be honest, I never really thought I'd get this far. High expectations, I know. After the pilot episode, I hope you settled into a few aspects of life that faces each day. In this episode, I'm bringing in a topic that has come up in an unrelated conversation during the week. What would life be like if we were all naked? And I had a few conversations with people about that. And mm, things about warmth, things about being embarrassed, I don't think they would really come into play because it's the same for everyone. Anyway, more on that later. I have had a few comments and suggestions after the release of Did I Just Start? Episode 1. If you want to make comment or throw in any suggestions for guests and topics to discuss... Chuck an email my way at digstol at gmail.com. That's D-I-J-S-T-O-L at gmail.com. And I'll meet with the team, have a bit of a think tank, and see what we can do to improve your listening experience. I would like to thank all of those who did comment on the first episode. I did feel a bit like a minor celebrity, and this whole world of podcasting has really... I changed my view on the world. Well, maybe not. Maybe it's just made me feel as though people are interested in my life. But I'm not sure of that either. It was good to hear comments from my father. Good to hear comments from friends who I speak to regularly, as well as a few friends who uh, I haven't spoken to for a while. So it's great to have that feedback and uh, have that conversation, If uh, even if it has been just a very short Uh, comment here or there on the uh, social medias. And in the last week, I was out on a walk when I began to wonder what's going on with this changing society of ours. I will revisit this in the future, but at at the moment, let's start with this. I think we're a society that keeps looking to the past. I would dare say all of our uh, generations have had that, that issue. Society has probably always done that. Um, but we compare our childhood to today's trends, to the way the kids of today you know, work, what they do, how they spend their time. It's often looking at how kids today have so much you know, more opportunity than we did or how kids are less active than we were, you know, less inventive. And I'm a believer that opportunity... Um, leads to being less active, I suppose. Just the way we operate as people, the, the idea that we're sort of built to be lazy and technology's allowed us to increasingly become so. Um, anyway, but there's, there's no point in trying to bring back the old, but I, I think we need to accept that regardless of our generation or upbringing, there'll always be the thought that we had it right when we were kids. As kids, it's the same with many adults, we're the centre of the world, our world. Nothing new to hear that, but I'm sure if we do venture back to our childhood, we fondly reminisce about music, fashion, odd events, strange memories, and, I don't know, times maybe we got something new. Maybe not all of us when I say we, I'm, I'm really saying me. But I, I remember things like getting the original NES, the Nintendo Entertainment System. 
Um, well, to be fair, it was probably my brother got it, but <laughs> I'm in the same house. We had uh, the games Mario Brothers and uh, Duck Hunt. Uh, you know, with the for those who remember the the great, well, we had the red the red gun with you know attached to the cord and flash would go on the screen. Anyway, phrases from other games such as uh, out of bounds on the fool where, you know, in uh, in the Aussie Rules game. Um, uh, I can think of Glass Eye Joe from you know the, what is it Mike Tyson's Punch Out or whatever it is. I, all these sorts of uh, memories of these games and, uh, and how attractive they were to, for us to play. We just wanted to spend time on it. And if we look at that. It got us excited. So it's no wonder that the kids these days get engrossed in their gaming. The graphics are better, the playability, storylines, and game modes that keep you hooked. You know, I've, I've kept away from it, but Fortnite is, is obviously... a, a a sensation that's that's rocked the whole world and, and kids and adults all over the world are, are excited by the dancing by the uh shopping trolleys by the you know the fighting all that sort of stuff and just the way it's made is obviously very uh addictive um but many of these games are, are, are good learning tools like minecraft is a great example i know a lot of kids have learned about different types of rock because they're built with different type of rock and they've learned a bit different types of trees and all that sort of stuff not deep philosophical learning necessarily but just learning about the world building knocking down lego in a digital world um but even aspects of sports games allow for an understanding of rules and strategy for real life games you know maybe not necessarily for playing but for watching for understanding the game to see why how how they go about playing to get the ball from here to there or, or whatever it is. Anyway, getting back to whatever it was that I was talking about, uh, society. Society needs to accept the way life is and we need to probably change a bit quicker than what we've been able to. Now, there are plenty of problems, but many people seem to look for faults rather than solutions. It isn't all bad, and as the technological world progresses at lightning speed, hopefully we can find new ways to reinvigorate and reinvent the idea of how we get the kids, I don't know, socialising outside or, you know, doing things face-to-face. It's a big issue, and I I don't really want to become a soapbox man, so I will leave it at that, um, completely underdone and full of possibility, I suppose, for future discussion. Uh, if you've got anything you want to mention about that, hit me up on the email and we'll see if uh, you'd like to come on and, and make comment about this societal change and, and how we deal with it. All right, welcome to our interactive segment, Talking With People. It's time at Digital to get to our next guest on Did I Just Say That Out Loud? These sessions we have uh, some special guests to tell us their stories, share some ideas and help me tackle some of life's conundrums. Well, just have a little chat really and uh, we'll see what comes out of it. This week I'm talking to Pete. I'll leave him to introduce himself. Pete, so tell us about yourself. 
Yeah, my name is Peter. I am a colleague of yours, Tristan, for the last two and a bit years, which has been fantastic. I am a very new father. I am an AFL fan. Mm. I dabble on the guitar every now and again. I am a devotee of, did I just say that out loud? Yeah, that's great. That's great. Now, you've touched on a couple of things that uh, I was going to ask you about and, and put a couple of these things together. Uh, you did mention a new father. Um, mm. So, so you, you had a kid. Yeah, so our little man is just gone three months old. So that was, uh, yeah, it's been a very steep learning curve over the past 12 months from mm. when we found out that we were going to be parents to the whole lead up to that and then the terror and excitement and joy of being a parent. Yeah, well, something I noticed as a parent, and I heard this uh, actually on, oh, I don't know, I think it might have been Hamish and Andy at one stage. Um, I'm not sure of the context, but they were talking about new parents and how parents suddenly get really emotional. Um, I found with, when, when, I, when I first became a father, um, like all these tiny little things, I suddenly went, oh, and I started crying. Have you had this sort of experience? Yeah, absolutely. Um, our little man woke up last night, middle of the night, which he normally doesn't. He's pretty good at sleeping through. And he woke up and um, his mum was out at Kmart, as you do at midnight. Mm, yeah. And him crying, I changed him, and then we just lay on the bed and cried together. Oh, that's <laughs> lovely. How beautiful. And even at the time, I'm like, I don't know why. I, 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 I can't explain why I'm crying, mm. but, geez, I'm having fun. Yeah, yeah. It's... But, yeah, it's been a definite heightening of emotion. Yeah, yeah. I found, like, you know, things... I saw a couple of kids. I remember seeing a couple of kids walking down the street, and they were with, the, with their mum. Like, this is just random. <laughs> I'm watching them going... Oh, and I started crying. Look at these kids because they're walking down the street with their mum. But yeah. a dog park a couple of weeks ago out at um, Bungarabi. We were out there with the dogs and, and the baby and my mother-in-law. And a kid was riding past the dirt track mm. that goes next to it and stacked it on his bike. Mm. And he would have been about 11 or 12. But normally I'd see that kind of thing. Maybe this yeah, is unprofessional. Not exactly. I'd go, ah, <laughs> yeah. ah, I remember doing that. Joke is on you. But my reaction was completely different. And I, I wanted to run over to him, but I stopped myself because that's a little bit weird. Mm, yeah. And I, so I, I hung back and just watched and sort of watched him pick himself up. And, I, yeah, I, I looked at the whole situation as like a, a learning curve and that, you know, there's, you get to that point in your life and our man's a long way away from that. But your boys probably aren't that far mm. where you have that time of like, well... Mum and Dad aren't here. And, yeah, I might have hurt myself. I might have done something. But the only way around this is I've got to pick myself up and yeah. take myself home. Mm. I can't just lie here and cry. Yeah. And so it was really interesting to watch him get up and brush himself off and compose himself, check himself over, mm. make sure the bike still worked. Yeah. Mm. Independence. It was. It was age. <laughs> <laughs> he was 12. It must have been about 12. But, yeah, I, just, I watched the whole interaction. And he probably thought, well, who is that weird guy over at the dog park that just mm. keeps staring at me? But I, yeah, I had a, a newfound appreciation for the whole. Yeah, yeah. Well, still touching, on, still touching on this, um, this, this being a father. Um, we, we went to the, to the footy on the weekend. I know you're a, a, one of the good guys, yep. uh, one of the Bombers uh, supporters. But um, your little man was there. It was the Giants v Swans mm. and... 
I did notice a, a little swan scarf around the neck. How's that, how's that feeling uh, for you? Um, oh, look, I've... My pathway into following AFL, I grew up watching the rugby league, and so it was with my wife's family, and they are... My wife's third or fourth generation, South Melbourne mm. into Sydney Swans. So I've got a very, very fond place for the Swans. So it's, ha- um, it's a happiness with the code. It is, and I, I feel like my life would probably be more complicated if he chose any other team mm. to marry for than yes. the Swans. So I'm happy for him to be a Swans. Yeah. I'm actually just happy for him. To, as, as much as I follow the Bombers and the Swans, I just love AFL. Yeah. I'll sit down and watch anyone play. Yeah. yeah. Well, we, so we had this issue at home where I've, I've been a Bombers fan for forever and... Uh, and then my wife has become a Swans fan, probably always more of a Swans fan than anything, if anything. But then our boys, who I, I tried to train to be Bombers fans. Indoctrinate from an early oh, age, only by yeah. red and black and clothes. Then I, I, then I gave up and went, look, it's not going to happen. At least they'll be Swans fans. Uh, you know, we've got the jersey for, you know, for one of them. And then <laughs> now they're both giant supporters. So I mean, still in the city. It's, it's a convenient, it's a convenient team to go for, but it's it's, it's a bit heartbreaking. Um, when you when you watch when you watch footy, are you one of these? I, I, I'm not like this. Um, are you one of these people who gets very passionate about umpiring umpiring decisions? Yes, I I'm a bit of a tongue in cheek person most of the time, but the the footy's kind of the only time where I do show a bit of. Mm-hmm. Passion and the blood boils. And the blood boils, and I'll stand up. and My wife still laughs every time we go to the football. It was one of the very first games that I can remember going to with her and her family. Something it was SCG, old Bradman stand. Something happened down in front of us that I didn't agree with, and I stood up and at the top of my voice screamed, Badness! <laughs> Badness! Not at anyone specifically, or it wasn't at the umpires, it wasn't at the players. It was just this general <laughs> adjective that I threw just, out there. How old were you? <laughs> That's amazing. I'd like love a, to say I was nine. Sounds but I was, like a nine-year-old. <laughs> I think I was about 25, yeah, probably 24, well, 25. And so that's, that's become a thing, in, particularly with Nicole, that she'll something great. at the footy go, oh, Badness. Badness. And just the, the red-hot shame yeah. <laughs> overwhelms me again. But wow. I, I remember, it's completely unrelated, but when I was walking to school back in probably year three, my brother was probably year six if I was year three, walking down, and I was annoyed with him, and I still bring this up now, that um, I, he, we had this little verbal tussle or whatever, and, and then my response in the end to, to finish this argument was, well, you're the one who doesn't push the clothes down in the basket. <laughs> oh, so, I can't believe you went there. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, um, that obviously hurt him. <laughs> the laugh on his face obviously hurt. So <laughs> He pulled a muscle from laughing. Yeah, yeah. he did, yeah. Done that. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, so, yeah, no, so we, you, you, you mentioned earlier your, your new father. You mentioned uh, uh, footy. Um, I also know you... Uh, you have a, a, a motorised um, bike. Um, it, how's that been since you've been fa- a father? I've ridden it once. Yeah. Is there, is there a different perspe- perception now of the bike? Yes, absolutely. I 
uh, well, first of all, I'm going to say, if anyone's looking to buy a motorbike, I will do you a great <laughs> wow. price on one. Good. Just hit me up. No, the, I remember after finding out that Nicole was pregnant, the very next time I rode it, pulled it out of the garage, fired it up, just and just sitting on the seat in the driveway, hadn't been anywhere yet, there was this distinct feeling of, this seems a bit reckless all of a sudden. <laughs> This seems a bit silly. Yeah. I'm really excited about this and this could make it all go away. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I've always had a reputation amongst my friends of being a little bit of a nana rider and yep. that I'm not going to be the fastest. I'm not going to lean over the most in the corners. But I suggest I'm even slower <laughs> and more upright than I've ever been. <laughs> Walking the bike down the path. Pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. No, fair enough, fair enough. So, so I, I, so you're, you're probably still in that stage as a, as a new father of life is being a father. Like, you know, everything else, work, um, enjoyment of uh, you know, extracurricular activities, whatever else, all is very much sort of at least mentally, emotionally focused around fathering, parenthood, little, little, little kid. Yep. And uh, I'm still not sure I'm over the whole birth you're right. experience. I, I mean, that was an amazing mm. 12 to 24-hour period. And, I mean, I have the utmost respect for women. Not that I didn't before. That sounds horrible. But to see what, you know, Nicole went through during that time and sort of got to the end of it and went, we as men are, are useless. Well, um, yeah. Dabbing the forehead with a, a damp cloth and, you know, having my hand squeezed at, at the pivotal moments, but I did nothing. No, well... And mm. I distinctly remember the phone call to, obviously, my in-laws to tell them that um, he'd arrived, uh, baby had arrived. And then the call to my parents, the first thing I said to my mum was, oh, my God, thank you. <laughs> She's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I, I think I partially get it now. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime I've been horrible or ungrateful, just thank you. <laughs> you but go. also, yes, yeah. your grandson's arrived and that's exciting yeah. too. But yeah. this new level of appreciation for all these women out there who've been through this. And I know it's different for each woman, each woman but... Well, I got oh through, I got through both, of, both of, yeah, the births um, of our children <laughs> um, pain-free. Uh, better than can be said for my wife. Yeah. Um, I thought I did pretty well, but but it was it was quite an experience. Yeah, I that had quite a sore hand afterwards. Did you? Ironically, a motorcycle-related incident a few yeah, years ago right, has left yeah. me with a bit of a sore thumb. Um, and for the about a week after, went something's wrong with my hand, and then eventually it dawned on me, oh, it's been squeezed really, yeah. really hard. Well, I had our first our, like the the first one we had. The, the light for the obstetrician was broken and kept dangling down. So I was the light man. Uh-huh. <laughs> You're a gaffer. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's camera action. I was, I was there. Oh, quick, you sort this out. So, yeah, it was a different sort of experience. But, yeah. uh, no, it was good. It was good. But I'm glad that you and I have discussed our, our pains and yeah. from yeah. childbirth. I, I think it's important. It's hard for us too, guys. You often, you often don't get an opportunity to share these things. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're, you know, this is a, a private one-on-one conversation. This, this won't so. get out, so that's fine. Yeah. It's all right. Not many people listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Dozens. anyone's getting anything Dozens. from it. Yeah. Anyway, well, we might have to wrap up there, but uh, thanks for coming and joining me. Um, oh. I mean, Thank you for having me as a 
I was a friend of the show. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Do you subscribe to the show? I do. Oh, I wowza. do. This is. Uh, In fact, is, yeah. you're going to love this. I listened to the last episode on my motorbike. Oh, wow. Through my helmet. Yes. Yeah, sitting Magic still of in your driveway. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> just with the engine oh, idling underneath oh, me. Oh, just lost on the... <laughs> yeah. yeah, good. No, put that's all the great. gear on and sit in the driveway. Yeah, good. Mm. Excellent. Well, maybe you could do that again. I think I will. All right. Thanks. Thank you, Tristan. Well, that was Pete. And uh, thanks, Pete, for coming along. Um, I've, I've just had a bit of a thought... As I was looking around, I noticed a, uh, a sporting facilities clear bag. I don't know if too many of you have come across this where you've had the, uh, taken the clear bag into a sporting venue. Um, I suppose the idea, obviously, to uh, eliminate the chance of having, um, I don't know, things you shouldn't have in there and make the the path from from the outside of the gates to the inside of the gates uh, much quicker. Um, but I still wonder whether it's actually worthwhile because I've been through with it and I noticed they go, oh, clean bag, through you go, without even having a look. And I could have anything hidden within that. Just a strange little thought I've just had. But that's, uh, that seems to be the way things are going. Things keep changing. But uh, it's time to, uh, to end it about there. Uh, so we've we've had another little talk about a couple of things. I never really got to the idea of what was uh, uh, what life would be like if everyone was naked. I might just let you think about that because, as I did just touch on earlier, I don't think there would be much difference. I don't think it's really worth my my while or your while um, for me to spend more time on it. But feel free to have a have a think about it. Send me your uh, comments at digstool uh, uh, on the email address at digstool at gmail.com. And uh, if you want me to go further, I'll, I'll see if I can fit that in next time. And maybe we'll talk a bit more about society and different aspects of society um, in the future as well. Anyway, enjoy your evening, afternoon, morning, whatever it is. And I'll catch you next time. <laughs>